what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, musicians, artists, people in and around the world that are in their thing, they're on their vibe. Uh, You know, they're doing everything outside of the box uh, and they are definitely defying odds, they're defying critics, they're doing things their own way. Um, All of you guys that are listening to the podcast, first of all, I want to reach out and say I absolutely appreciate you guys. The podcast is growing at a phenomenal pace. And you guys know I bring on artists every single week to talk about what are they experiencing in real time as they're growing something. And because, you know, uh, you guys know, I always say I don't glamorize or glorify end success. It is anything but overnight. And all of the people that come on each week, they talk about what they're experiencing as well. Like what, you know, what's something, a theme that they're, that's recurring in their life? What are they experiencing? And you guys can see, like, we're all humans having human experiences, right? So appreciate each and every one of you listening. For those of you that have been on for a while, you know who I am. For those of you that are newer, I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to connect with you guys. You guys can certainly reach out to me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, at HDF Magazine, if you want to talk about creativity, culture, and entrepreneurship. And of course, at Hustle Sold Separately on Instagram as well. And we have uh, another incredible guest. I'm actually doing a live show at his show before he uh, launches, and it's uh, for his sound advice tour. He's a past guest as well, and I've admired his work for a while. Um, I admire his tenacity and for the way that he has created and cultivated a community in around the world, especially in the music industry, which is in my opinion, one of the toughest industries, um, but also one of the most fun if you if you allow it to be. So I, I have Chris Cato, Jew, but I, I call him Cato, of course, as the rest of the world does. And he's a music producer, entrepreneur, and influencer. And we're going to be talking about managing your music career and art like a business. Because I know a lot of you guys that are listening to the podcast, some of you are musicians. I know I actually got a, quite a few musicians that listen, but I also have a lot of artists. I also have a lot of entrepreneurs. And as you guys know, um, there's a creative aspect that you go through um, in anything that also needs management of that creativity, right? And so, especially in the music career, because if you don't manage your creativity, somebody else will. You can be taken advantage of, um, or you, um, you know, other people can make money off of you instead of you actually owning more of that control. And you guys know how I feel about that because we live in a beautiful time, such as the internet age, where you own your distribution, you can own your creativity, you can own your masters, you can own your art, um, and you can own your fan base. So we're going to talk a lot about that. But real quick, I just want to give you a, a, a brief background on Cato. Um, as I mentioned, um, music producer, entrepreneur, influencer, over the last decade, he has successfully built a career um, in all three with over half a million followers across social media. He's also worked with Grammy-nominated multi-platinum artists like Junior Lucas, Wu-Tang Clan, Tory Lanez, Trouble, B.O.B., K-Camp, Rock City, Hobson, and many more. Um, actually, quite a few fa- uh, favorites in there. Um, so I'm fanning out a little bit, but um, he's also the founder and host of Sound Advice, which we're like actually in the middle of his tour, uh, and he's graciously allowed me to <laughs> come in and invade it a little bit. So I, I appreciate that, man. Um, and it's basically a private music feedback event that has toured over 33 cities, providing valuable music industry insights for artists, producers, and songwriters. And it's also, you know, giving them a lot of ideas about how to manage 
their careers along the way in this digital age that we live in. Uh, with sold out events across North America, it's generated six figures revenue in a short span of under six months. So Cato, man, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Man, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And, and I like that we get to do this in the studio. And thank you for letting me crash um, coming. <laughs> coming You're always here. welcome to crash. Bro. You know, um, I, I like this idea of this topic of managing your art and your creativity because of the time that we live in. Yeah. Um, which is something that, you know, is a big part of your mission. Yes. Right. Um, and, and I was hoping that you can kind of speak to, you know, a, when did you see that transition start to happen? Um, and B, um, you know, Explain a little bit more about the type of power that that people have that they may not like already be aware of in terms of like in terms of managing their art Maybe some of the things that like they have to take into consideration. I mean we can go all over the place with it as well, too. Yeah, well first of all You know, I think Just look at the times we live in where we're in the the golden age of data, you know with platforms like Facebook everyone's on Instagram that data right there you know is is gold and I I talk about this a lot during my sound advice sessions, but if you have an Instagram page and you have 5,000 followers or whatever, I don't think a lot of people know, but like that is data that uh, you can tap into and use, right? Right. That's largely how we're promoting the sound advice tour. Anyone who engaged with my posts or left a comment or liked a photo on Instagram, those are the people that we're targeting and we can get super hyper targeted down to age group, down to location, city within 50 mile radius or within a 10 mile radius of certain areas, uh, interest, but you know, like it's crazy. Like right? we, we are in the information age. So, um, I, I am a big advocate of, you know, using all the tools that we have at our disposal and most of them are free. Um, when it comes to like running ads and stuff, you might have to invest a little bit of money, but these are like skills that you can just jump on YouTube and start learning yourself how to do and then putting up your own money, investing and hopefully seeing a return, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess going back to me, uh, it's, it's always been a part of my career. Like right. I look at my entire 10 year journey as being a learning process of figuring out how to manage my career. And, um, and now I'm starting to get to the point where I'm trying to bring on people and hire help, uh, where I need it. You know, um, a lot of, what do you, what do you think stops a lot of the, the musicians and the artists that you're seeing, um, from, traditionally in the old school manner it was okay i want to get signed yeah that's in my opinion that's been dead for a while but i i, I still get it there's, there's other things you could do publishing deals distribution deals i get it yeah but um what do, what do you think is scary for a lot of artists that to break from that normal way of thinking and into this new is it just because they don't they're not sure how to do things is it a fear yeah i think it's an overall um lack of knowledge about how to just move in right. the music industry independently you know if you don't have uh a big label behind you or if you don't have the bankroll behind you to fund your projects like 
People need to understand, man, like you got to be resourceful yes. because you're not going to have that in the beginning. You're not going to have that for a long time. Chances are, yeah. you know, so if you're not resourceful as fuck and you're not learning how to do things on your own or if you aren't networking with people that can help you do some of those things, then you're going to be lost. Like you're, you're going to lose. You know, it's it's funny. I look at um, record labels uh, some of the way I do, so coming from the tech world, mm -hmm. uh, venture capitalists, they're your boss. Yeah. When they bankroll, yes, they're now dictating a lot of other terms and mm -hmm. things you can and cannot do. Yeah. Um, which can impinge on the creativity. A hundred percent. Right. And so to me, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, it's like anything else. It's like, listen, um, if you were to remove the, um, the need to you know oh i need them to bankroll this i need to bankroll that and just focus on i'm gonna make good music yeah and find people who like my music yes it'll build from there yeah and the other thing i want to add is like artists are temperamental so trying right. to trying to manage them right it usually just doesn't work out very well i've seen it so many times um so yeah just like you said you know figure out how to do things on your own and make great music uh, and own your own shit. I think that's. Do you do you think that? Do you feel like artists are sometimes they're just trying to rush the deals because they want the the short term money? Is that is of that of course obviously a you know and it's like we see this in every industry of course every industry every day you know I'm sure artists are signing bad deals just because someone's waving a check in front of them right. being like sign on the dotted line. Um, and I've been there, you know, I understand it. it. I get it. If you come from a certain background and someone's waving a million dollar check in front of you, that's hard to turn down. Yeah. But that's why I think the education part is so important because if you know, if you truly understand the value that you have and the value of your music and intellectual property, then you would understand that you can make that money plus more in a shorter amount of time than someone signing you and and owning all your shit locking you up exactly <laughs> basically yeah which you're now seeing even some of the the um i don't want to say old school cuz they're not that old school but some of the artists that emerged out of the early 2000s late 90s early 2000 early to mid 2000s mm -hmm. now go back and say you know beating their chest i want my i want my masters trying i want to get out their of my masters deal. back right? yeah they're they're trying to backpedal and get back what they signed away you right. know and so i'm just out here trying to prevent as much of that from happening as possible and i would i would think that you're probably getting i mean crazy emails dms texts like wait a minute yeah the rules have changed what do i need to do differently yeah like something's not right like i'm seeing them over there they look unhappy yeah teach me are you getting are you finding that like a lot more artists are being open about you know hey i want to learn i want to learn some things like i need to i need to figure this stuff out differently than what the way it was done before yes dms flooded You're right like comments just yeah. questions every time i post uh emails but i i put myself out there you know yes. i try to um, I have so many just one-on-one -on -one engagements with people that are curious about how things work and, you know, I do my best to keep up, but it's, it's hard, which is why I set up this tour so that I can come to yes. your city and, and help you. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's, that's been my goal. In building an audience that 
I'm sure you get bombarded with people asking this all the time. How do I do it? How do I grow? I saw one of your posts the other day talking about um, streams versus um, followers and yeah. that whole bit. And I like, by the way, I like that you're saying you need to focus on the streams. Yeah. Um, you know, and understand the content on the different platforms. Of course. Um, but what are some of your recommendations for artists in, you know, because it's easy for us to talk about ha both having audiences, of mm -hmm. course. I get it. Um, but what's your advice to an artist that says, listen, okay, I get it. You're saying, make my music, curate an audience. Where do I begin? What are some of the things that you're telling them to do? The main thing I find myself saying is you need to create a compelling story. Yeah. You need to create a compelling narrative around your brand yeah you know and put that in your music that's all inclusive right it's the music it's the imagery it's the messaging it's the social media it's down to like how you dress and how you your presence overall um and i think that is the only way to get people's attention yeah. because you can only rap so many times about like, yo, I'm out here hustling. I'm out here grinding. I'm up next. <laughs> right. You know, right. like how many songs can you make about that? Um, so it's like, what else do you have to offer people that's interesting and compelling uh, to draw them into your world? You know, and yeah. I think that's the part that a lot of artists are missing um, because they haven't been doing it long enough to understand what their story and what their brand and narrative is it takes time you know it took me a long time to figure out the things that i represented and, and stood for because for the first seven years of my career it was just making mistakes yeah. it was trial and error and figuring it out and i think that's the process that most i would say like 75 percent if not more of artists and producers need to just get lost in like they need to be a part of that process before they really understand that I mean, it makes sense. You're talking about at that point, the getting lost in the details. Yeah. What fits into your frequency and your vibe that works with you? What doesn't? What mistakes taught you how to handle things yes. differently in the future? Um, what are the details? How do I get better at my mastery, at, at my craft? You know, all these things which you want to have as an artist for longevity. Of course. For longevity. I mean, and I, it, it strikes me odd in any industry when I, I get it. I do get it. And I've, you know, uh, the the million dollar check being waved in your your face, I totally get it. Yeah. But when you really think about the longevity and the ownership of your whole path mm -hmm. versus just being a trend yeah. or a fly by night you know situation, and then in a worse situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know. I think the biggest lesson that I learned in 2019 is that um, your legacy is defined by like the impact yes. that you have, yes. not just the numbers or the accolades and all that other bullshit. Um, and I've heard this from several people. I remember uh, my homie Henny, who's a Grammy award winning producer. He pulled up to my sound advice event in Atlanta and he uh, recently started teaching at Morehouse College. Yeah. And he said that Oprah came to speak and that was his biggest, like one of his biggest takeaways from listening to her speech was that she said that your legacy is defined by the impact that you have on other people. So, you know, I've always felt that, um, but to hear him say that just made me more conscious of like my mission and like what I want to 
ultimately accomplish because you know i really don't give a fuck about the trophies and accolades at this point in my career it's it's more about impact for me well and they're they're fleeting right we get them yeah we celebrate for a couple minutes and you're like oh and and i talk a lot about this on social as well is that like we chase when when people chase things yes you have to understand why you're you're trying to fulfill something internally that's all that that thing is yeah so if you're looking to become a rock star right versus i want to create music right that transcends decades yeah that leaves my mark for what it exists long after i'm gone and it provides you know beauty for these people yeah those are two very different paths very different even though they can also they, but the authenticity of one actually yeah. can make you a rock star 100 I mean, the stones are like you know still the stones you yeah. know what I mean? like jay-z still jay-z mm-hmm. they'll transcend but it's like and they are rock stars yeah but there's a truth that they're actually creating from i think it has to start from there yeah you know That's and it. we're we're in the best age of music and technology to be able to communicate that or right. to achieve that you know what i mean there's never been a time more like now to speak what you really want to say right to authentically just be who the fuck you are yeah just we're a, doing it right it. now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, and people exactly. are listening right. like yeah that's and and i and i feel like that in itself already allows artists to feel and, and anybody and any entrepreneur feel like hey you've arrived because you're doing it mm-hmm. like now why are you really doing it right and work from there purpose yeah right and then of course there's the management side of that yeah. <laughs> you know and then but that's to your point earlier about you don't none of us know the answers until we make movement happen that's the only way i'm ever going to get a signal of like what to do next mm-hmm. do you have a lot of artists that ask you like you know well how did you know? And do you, do you tell them like I didn't, <laughs> you know, I still don't, I know, you know, it's a, it's yeah. an ongoing process. Right. I told you. you the first thing that I said when I walked in here is like, I, I didn't know what I was doing when I set up this tour. I just did it and figured I learned along the way, yes. which is exactly what's happening. Yes. Um, but I can say one thing is that because I'm doing it, I'm going to refine that process, make yes. it better. And, it's it's going to become something worth doing. I know that, you know, and that's why I started it. Uh, but, yeah, I still don't, you know, there are a lot of things that are just big question marks to Absolutely. me. It's just an ongoing process of trial and error. And so I'm not, I'm not afraid to let people know that and share that on social media. I feel like I'm very transparent about my journey and my path and, uh, and how that's going to continue to play out for me. Um, so I appreciate the humility, by the way. Yeah. Some of the most, well, the characteristics that make some of the most successful people, humility, humbleness, you know, um, authenticity. Yeah. You know, that, that real conversation. And the crazy part is, bro, is there was a time in my career where I felt like I was above certain things and certain people. But the music industry is one of those industries where you will be humbled very quickly. Yes. Uh, (laughs) And it happened to me, you know, Uh, and it continues to happen to me every day. And so I just I just look at things from a totally different perspective now because I've lived it. I've I've gone through it and I know I know the truth. I know it's real, you know, which is also why you you 
an artist sh- should want to embrace that journey. Yeah. You, uh, we all need our ass handed to us at yeah. some point. Um, I feel that doing that makes you, it, it takes you from a glass ceiling and pushes you through that because you're like, all right, I can only go so far behaving like this. Yep. And then when you get humbled, you're like, let me rethink my perspective. Yeah. You take a step back. It forces you to take a it step back. You and to take a step back. Yeah, the music industry is is definitely it'll take you several steps back. <laughs> Before we jumped on this, um, I was having a conversation about organic following mm. and the importance of really curating an organic following Um, for me i always knew that with media i wanted critical mass distribution of a real organic following for things later on um, coming from the previous like tech startup world Um, and you see things like fake streaming you see the the bots and the followers you see you know and you're seeing this across every industry do these artists understand that that's actually hurting them more than helping them do they get that I think the good ones do. I think the ones who are looking to take shortcuts don't. Right. That's that's really the, you know, that's the short of it, is yeah. if you're looking to take shortcuts, then you're going to give in to those scams. It's essentially a scam, you right. know, like all yeah. those fake streams and fake followers, they're scams. Uh, and people are doing it for vanity because they think it'll get them right. to where they right. want to go quicker because they think it's all about numbers and how I look and how it appears to other people without realizing that, no, it has to start from, again, going back to purpose, yep. right? Um, yeah, I, I, I do see it though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure you do. I, 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 I'm cause I'm not embedded in the industry, but I, I, I can imagine it must be pretty crazy to see, especially with the fake streaming and, you know, um, but yeah, you, you know, and um, that, that purpose, is, I feel like, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, I would say is a gateway to self, uh, self-development, mm. you know, personal development. Yeah. Cause, cause the only way you're going to figure anything out is to also understand who you are in the process. Yes. Which probably helps your creativity too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, it's taught me how to be a more effective creative. It's taught me how to be a more efficient creative because now, um, you know, I don't just focus on the music. I have like a full fledged business to run. Um, so I got to find the time to lock myself into that creative space and still be able to create while I'm running a business. Um, but yeah, that's very true about being an entrepreneur. What, um, what advice do you have for staying independent for artists? Like what are some of the the, the main things that you would tell them to just consider in remaining independent or some things to think about in, in kind of carving out their career a little bit? The first thing I would suggest is to learn about all the tools that we have at our disposal. You know, if you understand how social media works if you understand how distribution companies like cd baby distro kid united masters TuneCore, and if you understand how to collect the revenue from releasing and distributing your own music ultimately what else do you need exactly you know yeah. like you control a hundred percent of everything you create the music you want to create and 
you build an audience that you can engage just directly to, you know? Um, and that's what I think any successful independent artist does. They understand the tools that we have and they build uh, an audience and create shit for them. And Russ is a good artist to, to that model that a hundred percent he he bypassed a lot of the industry yeah and they didn't take notice until they started seeing him take 15 20 million a year yeah down. they're like wait a minute who is this guy right you know it which forced I, which i I'm, I'm a fan of uh i was a fan of his music for a long time but seeing that that day and age that we live in now yeah that's exactly you know at, oh go ahead well i was gonna say it's funny because russ is from atlanta right uh and Back when me and Jaron were signed to Funk Volume, uh, we actually took a meeting with Russ. This was before any of his shit popped off. Right, right. Um, and yeah, we had the opportunity to bring him onto the label. I don't know who dropped the ball on that, but uh, but it didn't ultimately end up happening. But it's crazy to just see the trajectory of his career. And Joyner Lucas, you know, I talked about because I, I started my online rap contest while I was on Funk Volume and Joyner ended up winning in 2013. And I was like, yo, y'all should really pay attention to this kid, Joyner. I, I really think he's next to pop off. Um and again, I don't know who dropped the ball. I'm not going to say any names. That's okay. I get but it. uh but it didn't end up happening and you know, his career took off too. So yeah, man, it's it's such a crazy time to be uh an artist, musician, songwriter. And uh I know we got to wrap up here in a minute. Um what what advice would you give outside of So that was perfect by the way about like knowing your distribution platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, um, having a, you know, uh, tools, a, social media, tools, social media, and 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 really, that's that's the best part is that that's the age that we live in. I think that people don't don't realize that. And then, um, any strategies that you would give musicians? One of the things that you know we were talking about previously was that so like Russ saw that he was doing album after album after album. Mm-hmm. He did fourteen between two thousand eleven two thousand fourteen. Yeah, and then he said, wait a minute, and he analyzed SoundCloud uh-huh. and said, wait a minute. Uh, all right, I'm looking at the biggest artists and fans drop off after like song two or three. Yeah. Let me redo my thinking. And I like the fact that he brought, he pointed out, he said, it's either I am not good or I'm good and I need to rethink my approach. Mm. And he did. And he then basically said, all right, I'm going to launch a new song per week. Right. What, you know, and that was a strategy that worked. Mm. Are there other strategies that you, you know, whether from a content standpoint or, um, how often that, you know, deploying music or your art, you know, and I mean, things that you've seen that seem to, obviously every person's different, right? but things that you seem so that way it becomes more fluid for the artist. I think every situation is different, true. you know, um, and it's really hard to answer that because that worked for Russ, but and then the I game don't changed. think <laughs> it can necessarily work for everyone. Right. Although I do feel like, creating that much music right. can only help every artist, right? Because you're like continuously repeating that process of just creating, putting it out, getting feedback, creating, putting it out, getting feedback. Right. And that's only going to improve you as an artist. Um, I don't know, man. I think, you know, just being creative with your approach to the industry, right. you know, I think 
figuring out what your audience wants to see from you and using those platforms to it has to be more than the music yes yes perfect it, it definitely has to be more than and i find myself saying that all the time yeah. it's like you almost as creative as you are with the music you have to put that same energy and creativity into your business mm-hmm. and pay attention to what your audience is saying and i feel like as long as you're doing that you'll know what to do whether it's more videos, right? Joiner's whole come up was kind of dictated by the viral videos he started putting out and the the content of his music. And he understood that and he continued catering towards that and it just blew up his brand even even bigger, you know? Um, so listening to your audience, I feel like that's the biggest thing. And and not being afraid to ask them yeah. for feedback. Hey, what do you guys think of this? And, right. and, and tweaking so that way it's still in alignment with the way you want to deliver yeah but in relation to the feedback they're giving you and then growing together exactly and that's everything and then that's that's the success right there yeah a hundred percent where can everybody find out about you online reach out to you learn more about um, sound advice everything at Cato Producer okay. on all social media platforms, K-A-T-O Producer. And uh, we're on the Sound Advice Tour right now. I'm about to announce 10 more cities that we're adding in 2020. Um, so all you got to do is go to soundadvicetour.com and buy tickets there. Awesome, man. I appreciate having you on for appreciate real, man. You, man. For a second time. Yeah. I look forward to a third time. You know, I, I've said it from the beginning. It's a journey-driven podcast. Yeah. I'm starting to actually round a lot of you guys on round two and three, so I appreciate it. I love it. Um, For everybody listening, first of all, uh, please follow this man, Cato Producer, on Instagram. Um, Just, it, it doesn't matter if you're in music or you're not, just his delivery of value and content and actually caring about the audience. And there's just actually a lot to learn in general about pop culture, business, um, you know, uh, authenticity, content, you'll actually gain a lot out of it. I really, I've appreciated following him for a while and having him on previously to talk about his story. Um, Be on the lookout for a sound advice tour. He's going to release 10 more cities. Hopefully he's going to do it. He's going to release them tonight. (laughs) Soon. (laughs) Am I putting you on the the spot? All right, coming coming soon. soon, Coming soon. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Make sure to follow him, reach out, DM him, text him. He's on it. Um, You guys know how I feel about that. And, uh, you know, so for Cato, for myself, Matt Gottesman, for The Hustle Sold Separately, uh, we are out. Appreciate and love each and every one of you. Thanks, guys. Shout out to Pyramix Studios. Yeah, actually, first and foremost, um, Pyramix Studios um, allowed us to come in here and film this yeah. record this these guys um, we are have, legitimately in, in a, a fucking pyramid in someone's backyard i yeah. know yet y'all can't see this but this is like the trippiest shit ever it is actually one of the coolest uh studios i've ever actually been in <laughs> and um and uh they're here in glendale arizona pyramidstudios.com pyramid studios on instagram make sure you check them out and of course i'll put all of their information along with kato's in the show notes so be on the lookout for that if you want to actually click to learn more about what they've got going on. And of course, you'll also see it on the post and in the email. So stay tuned for all of that. I love and appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you. We're out. Awesome.